0: Another edition of Mr. Nice Guy, I'm Ben Slowey. Today in the show, I've got the indie rock band Bandolier Bacall. Yeah. Uh, their last uh, single they've dropped is called Tachyon. Uh, you can find it streaming everywhere. And um, they've got a new record coming out uh, at the end of the month. We're excited to talk about it. Um, so I'd like to introduce Tyler Zacow, Adam Jerome, and Kenny Conway. Yeah. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thanks for having Thanks us. for having us, man. Of course. Of course. Hey. How are you guys' days
1: going? Good. Good. Yeah, Good. Super chill. Got um, rain out a bit. But, yeah. It was uh, drizzling a little bit, but it turned mind, out to be. I don't be mind the rain. So. No. Yeah. It Guess turned you
0: out to be a very nice day, actually. Yeah. 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 Right. A picturesque summer day. Picturesque. That is the yeah. word. True. Um, yeah, I had um I had an episode earlier today uh, at like three thirty. And it was like still really like cloudy and like shitty looking. But then I walked outside after the episode and it's this blue sky. I'm like, damn, that's a little shift. Yeah. <laughs> but um a shift for the positive. Very much so. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh get to know you guys better, hear about what you guys been going on what's been going on with you guys. So first time I saw Bandolier Bacall was in may at the cactus club Yep. it was with the keystones shout out the keystones hey. shout out uh whiskey Hello, and the sure. devil Yep. also saw them too and good uh, dudes good bands very good guys yep. uh and i believe there was one other um guy. the smokes
2: from um, yes. the smokes yep. right also right. good dudes very great yeah.
1: Uh, we were doing the interview when they were playing. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were
0: good. Man. It was loud. Yeah, It was, but uh, that was a rad show. Um, and you guys have your LP release coming up with was it uh, Vanity Plates? Right yeah, right? Uh, Vanity Plates and Whiskey and the Devil. Whiskey and the Devil once again. So uh, we're it's Raspberry Songs. Yeah, Raspberry Songs. yeah Raspberry Songs. <laughs> Fuck yeah! So we're gonna get into all that stuff. Um, so. Here at Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love, fear, passion, motivation, uh, inspiration, and all that stuff that goes into your guys' creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get more into having bands on the show because I love hearing how you guys individually, you know, bring your own flair to the project and everything. Yeah. So to start, I'd love to hear about how you guys, how Bandelier Bacall became an entity.
2: Uh, well, it all started about, uh, what was it, like, three years ago now? Three, four years ago. Um, yeah. uh, I work for Casio Music, and I was, um, there was a guy that used to work uh, at the warehouse there, uh, a fellow by the name of JB, uh, who plays in some bands around here. Um, I was just trying to find some people to play with, because I've been writing songs and playing since I was like, you know, 15, 16 and never could find anybody to play with um, and uh, you know JB was a drummer and he had like a makeshift tape studio in his basement and he was like oh well, I can help you out uh, you know I'll, you know I can play drums for you so mm-hmm. I was like okay and then he's like oh I know a, I know a bass player I think he might be a yeah. good fit
3: and uh, actually my younger brother went to high school with the, with JB oh. yeah so he had made a post about an all tape studio and I just got in contact with him, and like, yeah, one thing led to another, and so, yeah, that was Family Recall, uh, Mach One, one. Yeah.
1: yeah, Tyler, how'd you get in
3: the project? Um, I've been
1: playing music with Kenny for, since high school, school. Been, yeah, like nine to ten years now, and we yeah. were, uh, a band with our buddy Matt, who, he, uh, moved off to Michigan,
3: mm-hmm.
1: so, you know, we, we were doing a three-piece with, Alex, you know, shout
0: out to Alex Bender. Alex he's Bender. not here yeah. right now. He's the drummer of this band. Bender, <laughs> he's working Bending. for the man right now. Right, and beer. Sing, Stick it to the man. Slinging pizzas. Slanging pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> he's at uh,
1: Ian's. Yeah. 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 yeah Alex and uh, Kenny and I were in a three-piece for a while. Yeah, well, um,
3: cold Coat, Tawny Hawk. Yeah. Uh,
1: we changed for uh, name.
3: Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much just like like a punk band, and uh, we played songs that i carried over from that original original band with matt and um yeah so after bandolier mach one kind of like went our separate ways um we were doing cold coat and tawny hawk and then adam needed a band to play again again (laughs) yeah (laughs) right uh so it was very cyclical and um yeah so he contacted me and we just kind of like Used the two efforts and now that's the Oh uh,
1: yeah. I, I did play one show with Bandelier Mach
3: 1 though. You did? Oh about really?
1: Snowy Winter Night in West Gales. Where Dallas. was that? O'Connor's West Oh, oh, was was oh yeah. Oh, and, uh, I about that one. Me and oh, Kevin's brother show. Devin had to leave to go snow plow right after. Yep, that. no, That's <laughs> right. I had to drive all the way. And uh, freaking
2: that's some real January shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was very fortuitous because I did the second bandolier album uh, at my parents' house with my dad. My dad's a drummer. Um, and uh, and we did a couple shows just as like a two piece, just me and my dad. And then yeah, just uh, got back in touch with Ken, and it was just like a you know, just a synchronicity, you know, yeah, so you know, it's like, they needed well, just, you know, someone like. You know, a songwriter, and I needed yeah, a band, totally. so it was right. just like perfect. So,
3: yeah. And a month later, we yeah. played WMSE and Chill on the Hill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: he wanted a band for uh, the Chill on the Hill and the. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was it yeah, just worked out. The it just timing out. Was, was really good. That <laughs> yeah. would have been uh, would have been interesting.
3: Your dad's a great drummer, so like you guys definitely yes. could have made it work. Oh, definitely. Shout out to Mike. Yeah, yeah.
2: shout out Mike. Oh, yeah. You you like playing with your dad? Yeah, I love playing with my dad. He's uh, he's a really good drummer. Um, yeah. Super you know, like, technically proficient. In, uh, yeah, uh, coming from, you know, growing up back in the day, in, like, the 60s and 70s, he's got a big influence from, like, uh, Mitch Mitchell, Ginger Baker, like, stuff know. like that. So he brings that element to it a lot. So he's, he brings a lot of energy, and, yeah, he's fun to play with. But um, I uh, could not be happier to be playing with these guys. But, you know. Hey,
0: there we go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, well, damn, that's... That's cool that you guys got on the Hill and WMSE like yeah. pretty quickly in your inception is what it sounds right,
1: like. Right, right. We'd like to return. Next year. Fuck, yeah. Hey, yeah. How was that? Chill in <laughs> the hill. How
0: uh, was that? Chill in the hill
1: last week uh,
0: with uh, it was immortal girlfriend and no. Oh, oh, okay Dude, immortal girlfriend. Yeah, we girlfriend played. It's like so super great. Great. Play play with immortal
1: yeah. girlfriend once.
2: We, ones, we uh, played with uh, them at uh, the past. The past yeah, um, yeah, those guys were really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah super interesting sounds. Some yeah. of the finest
0: synth pop out in Yeah, um, for real. Oh, yeah. But chill in the hill is like. I'm mad at myself For this being Last week was the first time I've been there all summer Mm. But It's like a Perfect Sort of Picturesque Milwaukee summer Show night You know Oh yeah Like I mean I like jazz Jazz in the park too But jazz in the park's really crowded Mm -hmm. Um, And there's not I feel like there's not Quite as much of an emphasis On like the Emerging artists As much as it is For Who's gonna Who's gonna bring like The party rock And stuff to like You know Make it a good time, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But Show on the hill specifically focuses on you know the you know emerging artists in the city
3: and yeah, um, yeah, and it's uh, and it's yeah, it's less crowded. It's more right. natural. Yeah, that committee does a really great job at uh, picking good artists. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a really cool um, place to be able to
2: see bands in a setting that you wouldn't normally like see them in. Um, you know a big, you know, outdoor venue like that, lots of people. It's just it's it's really cool.
0: Yeah. So what it was, was the fun? What was the first Bandelaire McCall show
2: with its current uh, Inception uh, That was um, Right before um, Yeah we played Club 400? Man. No it, it was uh, It was
1: Bremen Bremen we, uh, already, we already booked the show Yeah It was with Marty though right? Yeah Party Marty? Party Marty shout, shout out
0: Party, party. Marty, Marty. <laughs> We're going need I used to, to live
1: with that guy buck. We need a, like yeah, a we need Shout out counter. His name is, is quite accurate
3: <laughs> Crazy basic <basement laughs> shows man Oh yeah So I've heard So i was just I wrote it for him Last weekend And we were just we were just going over all that all the crazy basement shows. And, yeah, that was you know, nuts. It's, yeah, that's kind of stuff. Bremen seems like a really
0: common first venue for a lot of bands. Uh, yeah, it's
1: very welcoming. And yeah, and
0: um, it's, mm, um up and under. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: up and under. It's very. Rolling. Oh yeah, okay. that was the first Bandolier show ever. Ever what was at yeah. but yeah, yeah, it was. You guys had it was a cold coat show. You guys were gonna do it cold coat at Bremen, and then like we got together and then we were just like, hey, why don't we just tell Marty like we're just gonna do it as a bandelier Yeah, thing. So,
3: yeah, that's right. Kind of yeah, like yeah. the yeah.
2: week before something like yeah, we sure, yeah. last or something. So you
1: guys from Waukesha?
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I born, born and raised. Same, I live out here now with my girlfriend, but. <laughs> I live in Wales, uh, the epicenter of culture. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> we're, uh, it's, it's kind of a weird dynamic because it's like half Milwaukee and half uh, yeah. Sticks. It, it's got a whole oh, cool, yeah. bike path
1: and and they got the Dukes.
2: It's got a roundabout. I mean,
0: yeah. Well, I like the fantastic that, that
1: I like to think that it's all part of the same scene.
0: Yeah, I mean? yeah. I, that's the, you guys play most of your shows out here, yeah. and ninety nine point nine percent of them. And yeah. 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 like you said, Club Four Hundred. Yeah. Just yeah. like the I know the keystones are from La- Waukesha as yeah. well, but they do a lot of work out here too. Tacoma, Washington, weekday clubs yeah. from Waukesha. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Waukesha, like, is it's. Got I mean it seems like it has like a lot of talent coming out from it, but it's well, but it's such a big
1: it's a pretty big yeah. town in itself where right. like it's almost like a bubble, It's it's, yeah. ha- it's hard to like create a music scene there. Like yeah, the yeah, so, scene. I mean, Club Four is really the funny only place, Like
3: You know they they cling to like the guitar town thing and there's like just uh not much of a music scene out there. Mm-hmm. You know it's Wild. Yeah, but you know,
2: it's it's deceptive though, because like you were saying, there's a lot of talented musicians uh, out there. Um, yeah. Like you sure. wouldn't think, but I, it's there's quite a bit going on out there. You know, they do the Friday Night Live thing, which is cool. Yeah, um, yeah, so i like right. to get in on that uh, yeah, sometimes. Sure.
0: Yeah. So the project started mostly, at and It was you, you did a lot of like self recorded stuff. Yeah. Or stuff that was just your, it was really your project that. You released under the name, and then it became a fully realized
2: project.
3: Yeah, over time. Totally. Bands, they were calling me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like I had a CD of all the songs um, to learn the bass parts for when uh, when it first happened. So like, yeah, you had all those recordings initially. Yeah, um, just like with all the
2: parts too. Yeah, just like demo stuff and just kind of like rough sketches, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I had done a lot of. I had like a bunch of like various other like home recording things like. A uh, bunch of uh, the Barnstormers was one, and I'm sure some people have those terrible <laughs> CDs out there, <laughs> this is awful stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I would do a lot of home recording, um, and then, uh, yeah, being able to finally do something on tape with JB was was really, really cool um, in, that, in that setting, you know. Um, with an actual, like, full band, you know, laying down tracks, because I was so used to having to just overdub everything, which is doable, but it's a lot easier when you have, you know. Yeah, yeah. So what was the first effort that you guys recorded under the full band? Uh, the album is
0: called Super Technorama. Yeah, sure. I guess, what did it mean for you? Because, like, you know, you were doing, I know you released some stuff, like, you know, by yourself and, and whatnot, but, um, recording with, like, a full band, like, do you feel like, how do you feel like that,
2: I guess, like, meant that much more to you as a musician? uh it felt uh real for the first time if that's i don't know if that's the right word but it it was like oh i actually have a group of people to play these songs with and i can take them out and play them for people you know versus Mm -hmm. just recording stuff at home putting it out there you don't have really any way to promote it or really get a lot of people to know about it so it was like i was just kind of throwing this stuff out there and there was you know it would just kind of Go off into the ether, and that would be that. But you know, having a, a actual bands where we could go out and play shows and network and do stuff, it was like I had been waiting years for that. So it was uh, it was great. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, I, was, I was like, over the moon just to have a band mm-hmm. out, uh, making like records that mm-hmm. were like, oh, we can go out and you know perform and right. stuff and promote Plus it. Plus,
3: having that like tangible thing like that yeah. was the first band for me where we had a recording we made, and then we had CDs. So yeah. it was like. Mm-hmm. That, that definitely felt like a, a good step for me too. Yeah, totally. And yeah, would
2: you? Um, I wasn't totally. Well, part of the
3: you're kind of coming up on that now,
2: right? Yeah, pretty much. That is true. This is his. Uh, yeah. This will be his. Re- well, Tachyon was your recorded debut with Bambi, but This is your yeah. physical, medium. Uh, yeah, Raspberry Slimes
3: be your oh, debut. It will be. Like we had like a shoddy demo. Oh, Eleven of the days. When you're uh, at Eleven days. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um yeah, I mean I'm already thinking towards like the next step though, you know, the next sure. album. Yeah.
0: yeah,
3: definitely. Well you
1: always I was gotta be about that. You always yeah. gotta be one step ahead, yeah. You know? um, like, I think we shouldn't take as much time. Um, as time. Yeah. Yeah, Raspberry Songs is <laughs> taking
3: Definitely put so much labor <laughs> it time. into this effort, you know, yeah, listening to nice the songs to you kind of it over and over again.
2: Yeah, I I think it will happen that way because I mean Raspberry Songs essentially got recorded twice because I started recording it with my dad before I had uh, hooked up with these guys it was just going to be a continuation from the second bandolier album and i had already done like all the like backing tracks and then i hooked up with these guys and they were like oh well, let's just redo it you know like mm-hmm. now that we have an, a, like a group and i was like okay yeah so plus with us bringing
3: our own sound and everything yeah it really
2: helped out that was a good idea mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it really turned it into something that it wouldn't have been you know in its original incarnation it just made it into it amplifies it yeah yeah. the energy Mm -hmm. came up and it just you know and these guys too bringing their um, their influences and kind of their point of view perspective into the record versus just me just doing whatever I you know just coming up with everything and there's no one there to suggest anything it -hmm. it helps make it into something that I wouldn't have necessarily thought in my head that's what it would be Mm -hmm. it's exciting totally oh yeah I can
0: only imagine like the beauty of bringing stuff that, you know, was kind of your, you know, you, you had like an original concept at first, like, okay, like, these are some songs I wrote, I'm gonna put them out, yeah. because they're songs, and, you know,
3: this is what I like doing, but having people that believe in that, yeah. there's some real beauty to that. Because there's, there's great formats with uh, all the songs that Adam brings forward like being able to like throw our layer which is definitely like yeah more punk uh stoner rock feel um it's yeah it's really fun very overlooked yeah. style of rock
0: music is stoner rock
3: Hell yeah yeah it's
0: kind of fun yeah totally kind of fun i to smoke weed i right? think they,
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think our next effort might be more on the lines of that yeah Could. yeah it's that's not just,
2: totally it's got to have that you know the, it's that's the like, skew to it yeah stoner pop it's gonna be. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Raspberry songs is a very nice, uh, wistful record. It's a very, it's a very romantic record, and I think this next one that we're gonna do, it's going to, it's still in the early stages, so you know who knows what it'll end up being. But it's definitely gonna be more uh, aggressive a little bit, like just kind of. Um, I don't know. I, I think the thing. At least that i try to do is i never want to make the same record twice i think it's easy to just you know rust on your laurels and go like okay well we can just write a hundred songs that are all this long have this subject matter right. these record changes and just do that i think it's more rewarding as an artist and i think also for an audience to challenge people and to just not uh, to not know what to expect um and i think people have a hard time um just putting us in a genre, yeah. which is good. I like okay. that too, because I think it's, like the genre, out I mean, of control. So. Genres. Yeah. Genres. <laughs> okay. For one, genres are dead.
0: Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah let they are dead. genres are dead. Yeah. And um, I don't believe any musician should be putting themselves in a box. Yes, yes, totally. You'll be grouped in. You know, that's unavoidable, you're going right. to be you're sure. you're right. like a frame of reference. Right, Right. you're going to be like, oh, this is a rock show, yeah. oh, this is a rap
3: show, like, oh, yeah. It all eventually comes down to subjectivity, which is mm-hmm. the problem with genres, you know? Right. And, you, and even, like, uh, like, the
2: main, because you're always going to have, like you were saying, like, rock. You're always going to like it because it gives you an idea of kind of sort of what you're going to get into but it's funny because mm-hmm. people will ask me like what do you guys do and I always just say rock and roll because that's yeah. the only thing I can right. think of and yeah. that's just a blanket term but it's like I say that and people think that we play like Chuck Berry. Chuck- right. or <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with Chuck Berry he's amazing right. but uh, it's just it's just funny because like that's why, like, you know, I say, like, raspberry rock, because yeah. that, that doesn't mean anything. It's just made so up. Just like,
0: because so it's, like, you could be... Piss. You could be... Yeah. You could be surf rock. You could be classic rock. You could be grunge. You right. could be stoner rock. You yeah. could be, you know, uh... And like... Jet. You know,
3: you could be so many so different like, things. Right. Mm-hmm. It gets to, so, like, boxing, because then it's, like... Well, if they're surf rock, they probably just only listen to surf, and that's it. And it just seems, like, squashing, like... The individual, you know. Right. It's uh,
0: yeah, like I like to believe more in style than genre because genres imply yeah, yeah. barriers. Whereas it's like when people say like oh like I don't like rock music. But I feel like people that say they don't like this genre of music, I feel like they're using they're using like the anecdotal like first things they think of when they think of rock music yeah right and it can be totally different than your definition of rock music sure. you know same with country country's a big one actually because <laughs> people mm-hmm. like to say they hate country it's mm-hmm. like a like, yeah. it's a popular thing to say right, right, like, yeah. oh i yeah. hate country what's country but dude yeah. honestly like i i actually happen to love country yeah, man, music me too but yeah. i just don't like the the like the stigma. Are, right. The I don't like yeah, the, yeah, arena, yeah. the
2: arena the arena pop country. country. Right. Yeah. Right. And then <laughs> the modern like
3: modern countries just Oh, man. I, a lot I, can, of guarantee, I can guarantee like, that most people that
0: say they don't like country probably have never listened to Sturgill Simpson. They yeah, probably yeah. never listened to Willie Nelson. They probably right. Hank Williams. Right. Hank Williams, yeah. Williams, Garth Brooks, yeah. Yeah. or... No, somebody like right. that, Right, yeah. or uh, even fucking, like... I mean, everybody really loves John Cash. You know, Grant yeah. Parsons you know? or something yeah. like, like, like that, you know. probably like, Yeah. Probably <laughs> not. Yeah, there's even a lot of really great
2: country artists out here in Milwaukee that people don't give credit to. Well, and it's weird, too, because those... Those genre labels and the stigma that gets attached to what the perception of what that music is can also get transferred onto the people that listen to it. And you say that you like that, and then people—if you say like, "Oh, I like country music," people form some kind of judgment like, about you. Oh, yeah, you like, must be a hick or whatever. Or, or you must have no personality whatsoever. Type yeah, shit, right, you know, right. or they want to make some kind of judgment about what yeah. they believe your uh, socio-political beliefs are because you listen to country, right? Or right, right. And they right, think oh, that yeah. because you listen to that, that you are a certain way, and that's. Be I mean, that's... Fuck that's,
3: yeah, fuck yeah. that that's bullshit. And like, like you were saying, it does come down to style. Where like the people that say they don't like rock, you know, just have like that certain style where they're they're conforming to that. And like, if they don't like the music, that's fine. But like, yeah, it does seem like it comes down to like a style based thing. All right. You have to give you have to give artists a chance.
0: You know, yeah. like, I mean, and I used to be that. I feel like most people have been. I used to be that way too. Like, where yeah, like I say like, like or, oh, like. This music sucks, and this music is good, but it's only good because yeah. I like
3: it. Right. Yeah, dude, you know, when I was in high school, <laughs> yeah. I hated Bob Dylan for some reason. Right. Like, yeah. I just didn't like his music, didn't like his voice. Same thing with, like, Elvis, but, mm. like, yeah. I, I've never
0: really liked Elvis at all. Yeah. I really don't like Elvis's music, but uh-huh. I'm not going to discredit what he did for rock and roll right, or, right. or what he did for, you know, music in general yeah but I mean, yeah. point being is like you know an artist doesn't have to be for you in order, f- but like it doesn't mean you like you can't still like respect what they do right for right exactly. for
3: right. the music well, atmosphere like, the innovation. there's also the difficult line of like separating the artist from their work, yeah the yeah personality oh, their work I mean that's a big, big conversation, conversation there's so, so many examples mm-hmm. you know Reddit. it's like it's a big
2: one. Yeah, and some people struggle with that, um, and I, it's it's a, it's a fine line to walk when you're talking about somebody like I mean Michael Jackson, right? Right, you know, right. R it's like
3: super Kelly. obvious. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like
2: it's it can be tough, and people get really emotional about that stuff. And it's like I just Thriller is really good record. It's like I really like
3: Thriller. Yeah, right. Man, right. And,
0: and honestly, so I've I've actually I think I've said this before on the show, but uh, so Pete Davidson made a really great point on SNL where mm-hmm. they were talking about this. Mm-hmm. They were talking about, well, oh, I like Thriller, I like Bump and Grind, whatever it is, like music sure. that was made by somebody who's an abuser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, if you like their music, then that's fine. Right. But it's like he said that for every time I listen to this song, I'm going to donate a dollar to victims of abuse or something like right, that. Right. You know, help the cause. Like, help the uh, help victims of abuse or help victims of, you know, some kind of oppression that, you know, an artist might have been complicit in or something like that. Like, and that's, I mean, it's, you know, it's something that we're nowhere near. Being at where we can reach a universal consensus that, like, this is the right thing to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, like, that's what I can say. It's like, I mean, I love Michael Jackson's music. I fuck, as a matter of fact, I fucking adore his music. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have Thriller on record. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I just. It's a killer. I'm it's so fucking good. amazing. It's so but it, that doesn't discredit the fact that Michael Jackson
3: very, very likely. Molested kids yeah. Right And I mean Yeah I feel the same way About like Jerry Lee You know yeah. He had a Super scandalous Personal life But God damn, that guy Could play Dude, piano Woody you know? Allen
0: <laughs> Like Woody <laughs> Allen or, uh, Right Roman, Roman Polanski, Polanski. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a huge right. fan
3: Of his
2: films um, But it's like It's tricky Because like I want to talk to someone About like Oh Cul-de-sac Is a great movie You gotta watch right. Cul-de-sac And it's like Oh who directed it Right Roman Yeah Polanski You yeah. know Cause, And then yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Spacey like, American Beauty is one of my yeah, favorite man.
0: movies, yeah. yeah. but, and so, like, he was just in Baby Driver, which came out two years ago, mm-hmm. like, which was, like, his mat- last major role, I think, before The Allegations mm-hmm. came out, but it's like, yeah, you know, I'm never gonna look at dude in, this cert- in the same right. way, like, right. he's absolutely a predator, but, like... You know it, it's sometimes it's like it's hard to separate that artistic appreciation you might have for this music or this movie or whatever it is mm-hmm. but the person that was involved in it or made it is fucked up. yeah right. that's All right that, I think that's something that we just we don't have a universal consensus about. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think at the end of the day, like it, mat- what matters is. It, I mean, it depends on the. It depends on the situation. Sure. But I th- also think it depends on you, the consumer. Right. Like, where are your morals? Uh-huh. You know, are uh-huh. do you at least feel? Are you at least identifying that this is an issue? Are you at right. least identifying yeah. that this is, you know?
2: Something to be concerned about concerning this particular artist or creative. What this person did is not okay just right. because they're talented or just because they're a famous person. Yeah, you know?
0: well, and that's really looking good at it this way. Isaac like Newton is one of exempt, Isaac Newton is one of, of, exempt, is one of the, the biggest uh, um, you know inventors, like geniuses of our time. Yeah, yeah, but sure. he was also a huge misogynist. Mm-hmm. You never know what. People that we look up to in history, like right. historical
2: icons, mm-hmm. you, we don't even know about the fucked up shit they might have done. Right. Sure. especially right. in you know uh, days gone by, where you didn't have constant like we're you know like social media, where right. everybody knows everything yeah. about everyone. Where it's circulated, yeah. For yeah real. You know, right. so even stuff that hasn't come to light, we might even never know. Someone that might be held up on a pedestal as being this paragon of uh, morality or whatever. We don't know what may or may not have happened. Yeah. Um, you don't know if they were
0: abusive in some way. You don't sure. know if they hold some hidden beliefs that are messed up. Like, yeah. it's... Man, but the second the media gets a hold of that... Right. It's, yep. it's out there. So... Um, no, these are these are important conversations to have. I'm glad you guys are, you know, conscious of such. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about Raspberry Songs, um, the new record coming out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I talked to you guys about the record I'm breaking, entering. Um, let's hear a little bit more in depth about it. So, the concepts, the recording process, like uh, what's what's
2: just, I guess, the the theme going on behind this record. Uh, well, basically, uh, the way that I describe the record is it is a phantasmagoric love letter to uh, a deceased actress named Francoise d'Orléac. Uh, she was a, um, a French actress from back in the 60s. Um, she's probably most famous now for being uh, Catherine Deneuve's older sister. Okay. and Catherine Deneuve went on to become a very famous actress. Sure. Uh, uh, Belle du jour and like all that. Yeah. Um, I just, I was like, oh, this actress is amazing. Like, a big fan of her films. Um, and she kind of just is forgotten about now, like nobody really knows who she is unless you're super into, you know, art house or European films mm-hmm. and stuff, and I was just really captivated by her, just like the more I researched about her, like who she was as a human being, because she just had this vibrancy and this generosity of spirit. and. You know everything I could find that was in English, which was tricky. Um, Nobody had a bad, (laughs) nobody had a bad thing to say about her. Right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, she ended up dying in a car accident when she was twenty-five. So it was just kind of like my uh, kind of just ode to her, uh, just you know, uh, kind of a from a just like a from a. Standpoint of like being a outside observer and then also kind of putting myself into like a fantasy Scenario kind of like as if I actually like knew her or something like that. I hope that doesn't sound creepy. No, Um, not at all I I think about that with With
0: celebrities all the time like we feel like you know somebody because you're so familiar with them and their Their output you feel like you have some kind of personal relationship with them but they have no idea who you are. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, like uh, for example, uh, one of the songs on the record that I'm most proud of is a song called Weather Channel Jazz, and that's written, it's, it's a total fantasy made-up thing, and it's not, like, just because someone sings a song in the first person doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, oh, this is me, like, me right now, it's like I could be anybody saying this. Yeah, The okay. first person, but it's a focus. It was written uh, in the standpoint of like I, not me, the character that I'm portraying this on was uh, Francois uh American boyfriend, and then I moved over there uh, to live with her, and then she dies, oh, and yeah? then I have to move back to the states and take up my old job uh playing uh, saxophone for the Weather Channel, like doing <laughs> Weather Channel Jazz. Huh. Uh, saxophone is a
0: big Weather Channel. You
3: would never put it that way, that's interesting. Yeah. Fun fact, I what? used to When I was little, I used to watch
0: the Weather Channel for fun, that's why I know that. Local cool. on the 8's, man. Yeah, local on
2: the 8's. Yes. Those, Those smooth jams. jams. Sto- storm stories, 9pm. And like every time, <laughs> every time, every time I hear like that stuff now, it's like, is this, is this MF Doom? Is this a Doom Sample? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, Dude, I'm a but final, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's for that. <laughs> that's for that. Uh, and that's the concept. I, concept record, you could call it that. I mean, they're all about the same person, so I guess in, in a way they're connected. Um, but yeah, that was kind of where the the writing uh, process came from. It's just it's a very uh, wistful, romantic record. It's
0: like, I'm definitely gonna be looking for that. You yeah, know, break and entering and everything. So, um. Yeah, what I guess. So I you know you said it took a long time to, mm-hmm. to craft. I guess like what made it such a enduring process?
3: Uh, well, we recorded it in Bender's basement, oh, so yeah. we did it all ourselves. Um, yeah, so I think I think that had something to do with it. Just mm-hmm. kind of like stumbling through the Scheduling process. Is schedules, you know, just yeah, trying yeah. to. Um, that's a lot of times the
2: hardest part. You know, we, we all
1: we all work like a first shift, but Bender works like second. 30,
2: yeah, like <laughs> full time <laughs> like jobs. Market, you know? yeah. right. And uh, yeah. you know, we were playing a lot of gigs. Um, so we were, you know, whenever we weren't gigging, we were trying to record. Um, so yeah, it was basically just a matter of just uh, you know being able to find the time to do it, and then uh, mixing it. Uh,
3: you know, that took a while. You know, just trying, trying to get every take right. You know, yeah. sometimes we get. Maybe one song a night.
1: Use the mobile studio that Adam has. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Mobile Mobile (laughs) studio. You know, we recorded like for hire. Recorded like the drums and the bass and the rhythm guitar all at once. Yep, and And then then the overdubbing. We overdubbed the you know the lead guitar and the vocals and yeah, auxiliary um,
2: percussion and all that. And, like one of the speaking of like trying to get the right take and stuff like one something that I've grappled with uh, like ever since I've been recording and writing is um knowing when to let it go like knowing when to say it's as good as it's it's good it's fine just leave it yeah. like it's as good as it's gonna right, get there's right. the more you can do three takes of a guitar part and you, you could just sit there all day and just keep doing it but you have to just know when to say okay that's you good let's this. move on
3: and I yeah. will. I'm like the nitpicky perfectionist and just like I would sit there all day. So like having that energy is like a good balance. It's a good thing we live in. The I new, feel like you know. I deal yeah, with that too. Like, yeah. um,
0: it's like one of the, I feel like that's a, um, an, an effect of the influence social media has on our culture and our presentations that um, presentation means so much. You know, right. mm-hmm. it's like when you're posting an Instagram photo it has to have that perfect caption or else, you know, no wonder why we don't have a lot of fingers.
1: I know, right? It's a good thing that we live in this age, so we can take our time recording, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, You know, we
1: don't don't run out on the dime, on the hour.
3: Yeah, being able to do it ourselves. and. uh, I'd like to uh, go
1: into a
2: professional atmosphere to do one soon. I think that has a a quality all its own when you're, when you have a deadline or you only have so much time to do something i think that can really um uh, that necessitates creativity that you wouldn't yeah, necessarily totally. have if you can just yeah well we can do it tomorrow or we can blah blah we can right. do this one thing yeah. for six hours but when it's like okay we have to like this we've only got this much time we have to do this i think that can that yeah, that funny. can create something that you wouldn't get otherwise and i think that's Something that's m- maybe missing now, at least you know, with people that do home recordings, versus like you know, uh, in days gone by. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you had a week, and it's like okay, you gotta bang this record off or fast. Like,
3: you, you lose know? out on like the happy accident. Yeah, thing, exactly. Of, like, you know, any of like Bob Dylan's Mm -hmm. uh, electric albums. Couple takes, go, done, move on. Where you're like, well that doesn't sound quite right, but it it is right for that song. Like imagine uh, Queen
2: Jane approximately, his guitar is so out of tune in that song. It's like he probably didn't, they were probably doing it and he didn't retune it, but that makes that song, he hits those big strums and it's just like it's all out of tune, but it's
3: perfect. And you just know on like Tombstone Blues that that was probably like Bloomfield's like first guitar take. Up, just and like it's just, rip through, yeah, it. Right, right. Like right. that yeah. intentional imperfection, yeah, which can be a, a, an art in itself. But yep.
2: right? it, yep. it keeps the human element in the music. I think when music gets to be overproduced, you're taking, you know, the human element out of you're taking the music out of the music. Which, and it doesn't have. Not everything has to be, you know, so. Like like created in like a lab where it's just it has no imperfections or flaws whatsoever. I think flaws or imperfections can be really endearing in a record as long yeah. as it's you know not like a
3: train record. Where like with Radiohead or Tom York, um, where they're bringing more of that like robotic perfection in and like just making those those amazing artistic melds of um, yeah, kind of like the digital age and the human age. But yeah, I definitely still think there's something beautiful with uh, the humanistic error element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Keeps things exciting. You know, right. Just because you never know what you're going to get. You know, yeah. Like
2: you said, happy accidents. Yeah. yeah.
0: Totally. Yeah. So, um, how would you guys describe, so I know that you guys are, you know, Raspberry Sun is coming up. Um, Where is the uh, release party, by the way. Uh,
2: the release party is at Company Brewing on thirty uh, no first.
0: Yep, my uh, workplace.
2: Thirty first. Um, oh, really? I do work. Oh, hey, cool. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah, we're really excited to be playing there. It'll be our first time there. Oh, we're really great. happy that we could get in. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh yeah. We're
0: yeah hope, we're hoping to
2: have the vinyls by then. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> it's gonna be a photo finish, but
0: Yeah, the shows are. A lot of fun there. Uh, food's great too. You guys would be treated that, to a great, great family meal. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited. Oops. Yeah. So um, you said you're working on, already working on a new record. So I guess, yeah, what's coming up with that? Uh,
2: starting to write at times, but still trying to get the songs together. Um, we might, might debut one on the 31st. Maybe, maybe you right. never know. It's got to come out and find out. Yeah. Cliffhangers. <laughs> <laughs> we love cliffhangers, Mr. Uh, we. We try to kind of just work in um, like new songs, like like when we get one and try to work them in, so that that way we're not doing the same set over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, we we just uh, kind of workshopped a couple uh, new ones that I just wrote uh, the other night. So we'll try to get those in there uh, as fast as possible but uh, yeah I'm really excited for this record because um, I again just to be able to move in a different direction and be like okay this record was kind of relatively more of like a psych kind of lush record and like now let's try going in just like a different direction but you never know I mean uh, the, the writing and recording process is such a... Uh, It it can just change at any time. It's Mm -hmm. such a a Delicate thing, you know where you start off with one idea for a song or a record in mind And then you know you get together and you play it. somebody suggests something or you know uh, Something comes to mind and it ends up just flipping into something else. So who knows what it'll be, but uh, We're gonna try to get more synthesizer in there. I'd like to play some more synthesizer. Be prepared for
0: be prepared to adapt at any point. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have to be. I know.
2: You know,
1: I've heard stories of bands that you know they're they're on like a record deal, you know, so they have to make albums.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so they'll be touring their previous album, and while they're touring, they're writing their next album on the tour bus, and like that'd be cool. We don't, yeah. we haven't really toured yet, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I really would like to do that. Um, sure. I got a new amp recently, so it's bound to sound. A little bit. Different yeah, cool. Got that between the albums. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited, sweet, to, uh, box.
2: I'm excited to. I'm excited to bust that out. On right. the next show. Well, and you were the the pedal maestro too, and you've got some new stuff. So this I record's gonna. Too, yeah. There's gonna be some different textures going on in the next record. For or, um cool. But I'm really happy with the way that Raspberry songs turned out, though. Uh, it, it, I, I think it. I think it's a good record. I think uh, it turned out well. So it's just nice to finally be able to, you know, you know, we did it. We did another one, and now we can move on. You know, because this record's been a part of our lives. I've been carrying these songs around in my head. I mean, Weather Channel jazz. Yeah, we were playing that. Old now. We were playing that with JD. Yeah. Um, So it's yeah. (laughs) And because I'm always, you know, there's always something, you know, like a new muse or something trying to force the old stuff out. So just to be able to get these songs down, you know in a tangible form so that they're out there and then now I can just not forget about them but I can just put them away now and I yeah. can focus on what's new.
0: Yeah, have them out in the world. Yeah. Um, how would you describe Tachyon, um, just like as a as a
2: single with a B-side and everything? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess like what was the idea behind the song? The idea behind the song? Yeah. Uh, I, had a, uh, I had an unfortunate, uh, well not unfortunate, but I had a... Uh, uh, Fallen out. Uh, <laughs> there, there was someone who I was very sweet on, and they kind of uh, disappeared on me uh, with no rhyme or reason. So I was, uh, I went into a dark place for a little bit. And I mean, just, we've, we've all been ghosted. Sure, yeah, it yeah. sucks. Yeah. Hey, it really fucking sucks. Yeah. Mm, don't do it. No. Um, so that kind of dovetailed with. Um, this is going to sound like a recurring theme, but movies give me a lot of inspiration for songwriting material. And uh, one of my favorite directors is John Carpenter, and he has a movie called Prince of Darkness. And uh, there's a a scene in the movie with a a woman who, like, is... Not to labor on, but she she has to, like, jump through a mirror, which is like a portal to, like, the, the netherworld. And that image, like, just got, like, burned in my brain, and that movie just, like, it, like... It's weird, because it's like a kind of corny like horror movie, but I was watching it after this happened and it just put me in this like, weird, like emotional place. Yeah. And then that song just came out like using, and Tachyon, uh, in that movie they use um, tachyons to send uh, messages back in time. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a lot of like quantum mechanics stuff, yeah. but so it was just, that image was in my head and I was, I had all this like emotional strife going on, so
3: that song was just what came out of that it's a particle that moves so fast that it actually sends time backwards. Something I, I think that's what
2: it is. Like. I'd have to look it up again. Yeah. It's like it's like a theoretical particle. I, sure, think, yeah, right. I don't even know if it actually cool. exists or not. But um, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. We were kind of using it as an opportunity to kind of gear up for Raspberry songs as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause we had just you know formed up, so we wanted to record something. Yeah. Right. You yeah. You know, right. he had Tachyon. and. You know he's like i'm not gonna i don't think it's gonna be on the the next record so you know yeah. he made a the d-side packard which we all really dug. and so, uh, so we just recorded we those a two songs, songs kind, of pra- kind of like a practice run almost
2: yeah. yeah just to like you were saying just to put something out there because it was like this helps take it a little bit so let's get <laughs> let's get something out there for yeah, people yeah. to listen yeah, to yeah, right? yeah they those uh, songs didn't re- they didn't mesh with the the Thematic material of the of the Raspberry songs songs, yeah. Yeah. so um, yeah, Packard just that song just kind of came out of the air. I I don't even know if that song. Even me, I listen to it now. It's like, what was I? Where did this song come from? <laughs> yeah, the way um, I kind of see it is like Tachyon
1: kind of represents Raspberry songs huh. in a, in a way, not like thematically, but kind of sound like. Yeah, yeah, I go for yeah. And I think sure. Packard might be like more representative of of like our next step. Sure, yeah, Yeah, that's a good way to put it. i go for that. It's kind of,
2: you know, riffy. Yeah, Um, tacking out was fun to do because uh, I'm really interested in um, uh, like found sound. uh, Like one of my favorite things in like, you know, hip hop production is taking um, dialogue samples from like random places and then taking them out of context and putting them somewhere else. Uh, I love that and we, uh, so kind of related to that, um, we uh we recorded a version of Tachyon um, at your old place, <laughs> yeah. workshop well, yeah, with on, uh, yeah. banjo and two it was like a guitars,
3: Traveler's yeah. guitar. Yeah. yeah, that was so out of tune. Just on and a was way too high to play. <laughs> like
2: we were just singing it just for whatever reason, and, yeah. and Marty recorded it on a little uh, portable cassette recorder, and yeah. he gave us the cassette. So then I was like, oh, what if we took that cassette recording and then. Um, we we played it, it played through, it through guitar. Through guitar into his pickup and then recorded it off the uh, off of his amp through the pickup to give it this like weird disassociated uh, sound. Um, and
3: that was really it's cool. Like almost like the message from the Tachyon. Exactly. Right. Exactly. right. right. It's all under It's, interconnected. it's, it's and almost like, it's almost like a us, modern marvel. If you ever see us in, in acoustic <laughs> <laughs> format, our name will be Banjolir Bacal Banjolir yeah. Bacall. Bacall. So beware. <laughs> we,
0: we love to see it. Um, great stuff, guys. Well, I'm happy for all the progress you guys have made and, and the inception you guys have had. Um, Adam, I'm happy for you for bringing your songs to the amplification of a full band sound. Okay. That's big. That is something that, you know, I've seen many
2: artists have, uh, it almost like revitalized them, you know,
0: to have, you know, those.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, like a second, second wind, I guess you could say. Yeah, It, it, it and just for me too, just like uh, creatively just, giving me so much more inspiration to write because now it's like, I'm ex- when I write something, I'm excited to bring it to these guys and go, hey, check this song out and then see what happens with yeah. it, you know? So it it, yeah. it brings, it brought a whole other element to it. So yeah, it was like uh, it's like a new man in a new town Fuck kind yeah. of deal. You know. Well, we love that. <laughs> uh, we're glad you
1: had us on uh, Mr. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm
0: glad yeah, you guys could uh, be here. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah, thank so you guys. Nice. Fun. Yeah. Thank you guys for uh, being flexible with my schedule. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so to c- conclude,
1: um, Tyler. Yeah. What keeps you up at night? <laughs> um, the current state of the uh, world. Current state of the
0: world is real as hell. Vote. Yeah. Well, I gotta say. Vote. Fucking vote. True. Uh,
2: Adam, what keeps you up at night? Do two people ever really like find each other and connect, like in a in a real? Real way. This is
0: why there is polyamory. That's that is why that is a thing. For now, I personally don't identify as polyamorous, but I understand why that is a thing. But that's exactly why that's a thing. I feel like because there's some people that believe that one person doesn't fully compliment you in your emotional needs.
2: You know, to me, it's a minor miracle that any two people can say to each other, "I love you," and they mean it.
3: Yeah. And continually through the years. Like, that is mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Like, because you feel like. With the divorce rates, it just seems like monogamy isn't meant to be for humans. Like, it's hard because it makes that I love you seem very conditional. And uh, I don't. That's the great thing about love is that, like, it's seemingly endless if you're able to maintain it, you know?
1: Yeah. Usually comes out of the work. And that
3: could be a support for either side of the argument, (laughs) polyamory or. Me. Right, but that's something I wonder
0: too It's almost I, a random occurrence You know It it's feels. I feel funny. like that's why I get so I, believe? I, I just get very like uh, um, dis, Disillusioned or disgruntled With the idea of having a partner right now Because Sometimes I want one and sometimes I don't Considering the Emotional capacity it takes to have one, but sure. also sure. the emotional right. endurance it takes to. Have mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah. sure. Because when you're a, whether you're a musician, an artist, or a, a podcaster, a music journalist, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is what you have. Right. This is what makes you happy. This is what, or at least this is your way of uh, your your medium of expression and. I feel like this is all I think about sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. I'm sure in the same way as in a musician's scope, that can be all you guys think about, like, how would this be in a song, or like, should I turn this into a song, or how can I
2: turn this feeling into one, you know, like... Yeah, oh yeah. That's, I mean, I'm, like, up in my own head all day. I feel like I, like, for the past, like, year or something, i just been writing one big song or something yeah. like i just like things happen you hear things and it, there's just like I, it's like sometimes it's like can i just turn this off for a yep, second because right. it's like i need i need peace of mind here for a second but yeah. it's just it's just always going but i don't uh you know songwriting is a funny thing because the muse the inspiration can come and go really quickly so when it's there i don't question it totally now our just, next album is going to be one
1: 35 and a half minute song.
3: Great! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... One tip. Like, it, pe- t-
0: <laughs> people do it, you know? Those are story. Whole albums are... There's entire albums uh, that are... Uh, we're going all, album we're album going album. all Jeff Rotal on
3: this one. Right, right, right yeah. Jeff will had the uh, album release. There you go. Um, where, yeah, it was, it was just the one song. Yeah. Kenny would keep tipping that. Probably the fact that I'm still up at night. (laughs) No, a lot of philosophical stuff. Existential crises and whether or not we have free will. I'm I'm no stranger of that either. I've Uh, seen
1: Kenny talk philosophy with his brother for hours. Hours. Uh, Hours. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, so a lot, just a lot of that stuff. Sure, we'll put you to sleep. Oh. Being tired. Being tired. <laughs> being alive is—it's exhausting. Shout sometimes. out, yeah. shout out, vitality. Adam
2: put you to sleep. Just the um, the chaotic nature of like our discourse in this country, and I mean probably the world to a larger extent. I mean, just because everybody is just shouting at the same time, and it's just—it can just make you so weary, you know. Just because like everywhere you go, you know. It's like, you know, the Titanic sails at dawn, everybody's shouting which side are you want to pick a side all the time, you know? Yeah, and I feel polarizing. like nuance is being lost in like when you're looking at things that happen around us, I feel like nuance is being lost and it just it just makes me really weary because I feel like every day it's like you have to like pick some hard line on something. You know, and sometimes it's like, well, it doesn't really make sense. Why do I have to do that? You know, mm-hmm. See, that, that's what keeps me up. And it just tires. <laughs> but it just tires you out. You know, the like, infinite
3: grade. and it just causes it just grave. causes
2: me stress because it's like, oh, am I not? Am I falling behind? Am I not with it? Are my peers? You know, like, are they going to look down upon me because I don't think this? You know, like am I? Swear? Yeah. Or just am I? Am I one of the bad
0: guys? Am like, I, you know, like, am I... woke?
2: <laughs> <laughs> As they say, yeah, right, right. right. Uh, no, I, I,
0: I think that's, like, counting people, right? Yeah, just, true, There's true. no shame in that, because I, like, worry I worry about, about that conscience. too. I worry about that too, like, it's chaotic. Chaotic enough? It's chaos. Separate yeah.
3: consciousness. Yeah, what we'll, mm. we'll puts you to sleep, Kenny? Um, probably good edibles. Good edibles. <laughs> no, definitely, like, just, uh, like, I would say like the full cycle of existentialism, which um, I could boil down to like Russell Brand, and, uh, or not Russell Brand, Bertrand Russell, (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, Russell yeah. Brand, too. Though. Yeah, it's it's Russell Brand's got is, it. Uh, it's, got uh, it's, it's gonna say, It's Aldous Snow from <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, funny enough, Russell Brand and David Lynch are really good friends. I believe, I love David Lynch. Uh, they're both like on meditation. People, oh, weird. Right. Uh, no, Bertrand Russell and like, his explanation of, even though like, existentially we are like a grain of sand within the scope of the universe and like our lives are so minute and like meaningless the fact that we can have meaningful relationships give our lives meaning and like just that that glimmer of happiness is what puts me to sleep at <laughs> that is yeah. why we do this show right that
0: is why we do mr nice Sky to explore that humanity. So thank you. Yeah, and thanks thanks shows. for having us, man. nice show. Yep. Yeah. August thirty first. Uh, so thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.